Welcome to Nausea Reviews. This is Brian, your host, and today we are going to talk about a 2021, probably student film, maybe, The Nest. The first time I watched this movie, last weekend, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. It didn't grab me. I was preoccupied with video games, I guess. But if a movie's good, it'll make you pause the game and watch the movie. This movie isn't that good, you guys. Not that good at all. The only person worth mentioning, because it's the only person I know from anything else, is D. Wallace. She needs to stop being in these shitty movies as an older lady. Come on, she's good enough. She can be grandma in blockbusters again, like E.T. Come on now. She is the best in here. But she's also the best actor in the movie because these actors aren't great. The main, there's a family unit. That's really the only people that matter. There's uh, Meg, the daughter. And like, as a kid actor doing what she has to do, she's not that bad. We have the mom, Beth, who is a recovering addict of some description. This is making me want to watch Itsy Bitsy because that was the main problem in that movie too. The mom was a recovering addict. This mom holds herself better than that mom. And then we have Jack, the husband, where if this movie was better acted, his uh, about face somewhere in the middle of this movie wouldn't be as confusing because he seems like he's lying or it's fake and he's supposed to be sincere in the very beginning of the movie. And then he does this flip and it's like, yeah, but you sound the same. So it doesn't really... In other words, you have to do a psychological analysis of the characters and make your own assumptions on how it should be because the acting isn't the greatest. So we're going to look at this movie from my point of view and how I analyze the characters. Don't worry, there's not going to be much that because this movie tries to be super ominous the whole time. Ominous music. Ominous blah 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 the whole time. Long shots. Trying to be artistic. And it's like, cut your movie down, you guys. It doesn't need to be an hour and 44 minutes long. It's boring by the end. When I was doing the notes, I'm like, can the fucking end of the movie just happen already? All the stuff happened. Stop showing us this. Just end the movie. There's a particular scene that could be chopped out of the movie forever. And it would actually make the movie better. I mean, it'd only make it a few seconds minutes shorter but god they give away the entire movie in the very beginning and it's like that makes the rest of your movie boring we know what's gonna happen at the end now and now we're just clocking time and it's a lot of fucking time is there some enjoyable parts of this movie yeah sure but you have to go through a lot of monotony to get to them and i'm sick of the main problem in a movie is the the mother figure being an ex-junkie i've seen that a lot in these low budget kind of movies and it's, it's getting old. Think of a different problem. Shit, there didn't even need to be a problem. They could have just had a rough patch in their marriage and it would have served the same function. But I think it would have been better if they were going to stick with the junkie thing. They use junkie. Don't at me. If it would have been, if all of this would have taken place while she was in withdrawal. So all the stuff that she's seeing that is unexplainable could actually be attributed to her drug problem. They try to attribute it to the drug problem, but it doesn't make sense because she literally is on the straight and narrow this whole movie. Like she gets put on pills at one point and she doesn't want to be on the pills. She's the one that's like, I need to not take these pills. I need to clear my head. Stop giving me these pills. It's like, she's a total not junkie. It's like, this just happened. And it's like, what? Five years of recovery worth of strength against going back to your old ways <laughs> when it feels like it was just a year ago uh, it's this movie was written terribly i'm just rambling i gotta stop doing that anyway 
It sucks. I was bored the whole time. D. Wallace was good. The little girl was obnoxious, but like on purpose? She was saying things that a child would never say also, but that plays into the movie a little bit. This movie's confused. Like it's not confusing, it's just the whole entire movie's confused. I'm just gonna get into it a little bit. So these bugs infect people to create a nest. The nest. Ah, the only difference is... The only thing that makes it super weird is it's like you can con- you can fight the control literally the whole time, it feels like. Like, the little girl fights the control a lot. I It's not even a spoiler. This shit happens, like, first ten minutes. But, yeah, it's... It's weird. I don't like when you flirt with it. It's like either you can feel it and you know something's wrong and you're being tugged to do something and you don't know why, like subtle um, persuasion like within you, or it's full control and the thing is acting like a person. It's like you have to do either one of those. You can't do this in the middle bullshit. Not the whole time. Like at the start when it's starting to control you. Yeah, sure. You can be like, no, I don't want this. And then it gains complete control. But they're like this the whole entire movie like a bug will be in control of a person and they'll be being a dick because bug mind and something will happen either they get slapped or they slap somebody and then they snaps back to reality and it's like why is there a snap back to reality the bug should be in complete control i don't know you might like it like that i don't i'd rather have subtle tugs and fighting so you accidentally start spreading the problem also why didn't There's literally a fucking giant bug. I mean, it's normal sized. It's just a big bug. Uh, Inside of you, is it like, why didn't they take the little girl to get a fucking x-ray if she, she complains about her stomach hurting all the time in the beginning of the movie? And why didn't you just get her a fucking x-ray, see that there's a goddamn bug in there, and be done with the situation? Because we wouldn't have a movie, that's why. Or the writer could have thought of a better way, aka subtle persuasion or full-on control if you go fullsies on either one of those then if it's subtle there's no pain it's just the thought right like the bug is eating the sustenance that you're eating and they love sugar which the kind of bug these are in real life eat other bugs they don't eat sugar it's like mib up in this bitch it's stupid i hate it i hate it just because it's a bug it has to love sugar not all bugs eat sugar not all bugs are flies or ants or bees come on now but if it was a bug acting like a human then you're just like oh you're kind of off but it makes sense like you just you're a little off so nobody really notices strangers definitely don't notice or if you do the subtle mind tug it's like there's no cause for alarm in this one it's like there's a cause for an alarm and a way to fix it and they just never do it ever and it pisses me off let's actually get to this fucking movie and get it over with i don't want to do this anymore okay spoilers ahead We start off with a creepy-ass yard sale. Everything in this movie is ominous and creepy. That's the theme of the movie, so just everything I say, just act like it's ominous and creepy when you're visualizing it. I already told you about the family unit, but Meg sees a teddy bear, and Beth tells a story about how she had a teddy bear when she was young, and blah blah blah, I had a teddy bear. He was blue. His name was Beluga. Blue for short. He was my dream warrior. Don't worry about it. I don't even like the color blue. And he was a fucking fully blue bear. But the guy at the yard sale is like, It's a special bear. And it's free as long as you love it. And always carry it with you. Then we cut to the scene that should have been cut out of this movie. And there's another part of the scene that should have been cut out of the movie too. This starts it. We have the guy's 
house, inside his house, and the mother of the house, it looks like, has boils and things all over, and it's all dark and gross, and everybody, the whole family, except for the guy, has their mouth open and is chirping bugs at each other. It's the bugs talking to each other. They do it all the time in the movie. I mean, that's cool. I'm down with that. It's just, why would you show this now? Now we know everything that's going to happen in the movie. What the fuck? We could have got to the end of the movie and then just assume that this was what happened at the beginning. Or, after the thing that happens at the end of the movie, they could have shown this scene. It's not that fucking hard. You took all the mystery away from your goddamn movie for no damn reason at all. I'm a little salty. Leave me alone. Next week will be better. I'm going to another movie that I like. Don't judge me. Okay, now we're at the park, and we learn that Beth's a recovering addict, and we learn that Jack is pretty supportive if you don't take his poor acting into consideration. (laughs) The bear starts chirping to Meg, and it tells her to go out into the woods, so she does, and then the bear's belly starts to move. Then we cut to the fucking nest in the house, and the nest in the house is talking to the bear, Once again, none of this should have been in the movie. Shit, there didn't even need to be an original infection. This could have been the first one. Didn't even need to be in the bear. Could have just been out in the woods. She could have wandered out into the woods and it would have been fine. And the bug just uses the bear because it's there. Come on now. But Meg screams and is passed out with blood on her mouth. The salesman at the yard sale, another scene that should be cut out of this movie forever, uh, shoots the boily, apparently her whole family, his whole family, shoots them all. We only get to see one gunshot, whatever. Then we get the opening credits with creepy kid drawings of bugs. We get to see these drawings later, but it's six weeks later and this movie's a Christmas movie and I don't like it. It's just so they can put royalty free Christmas music onto the soundtrack. It sucks. I don't like Christmas music, like at all. But Meg keeps texting Beth to come home while Jack and Meg, or I mean, Jack and Beth are at a dinner night and they're talking about how they're thinking they need to find a new therapist for her because she's been pretty clingy since the incident. And we learn that Meg's stomach hurts. That's one of the reasons why she doesn't want to go to school or do anything. Jack thinks it's a tactic to get uh, noticed. Words, man, they're hard today. And in a real life situation, probably would be right. But we know that that's not right because they ruined it. Then we get to see Dee's a family friend slash nannying for them while they're in their halfway house type thing. They're in Beth's uncle's house because of the I'm assuming she OD'd and is recovering. I don't know. They don't explain it. They fucking suck. All that showing us the bug stuff should have been showing us the fucking withdrawal situation so we know what's up. Jack wants Beth to distance herself from Meg, but Beth can't because she feels responsible, which she should really go to a therapist to work that shit out because it's not all her fault. Addiction's a bitch. And I'm assuming it's on pills. Like, over-the-counter, not over-the-counter, but prescription pills. I think that's what she's been addicted to, not like heroin or coke or something. They never fucking tell you. This movie sucks. Meg gets up in the middle of the night and basically forces forces Beth to sleep with her in her bed. Just because she's being creepy and Beth feels, like, motherly obligated to stay with her child. Which, fair enough, she was being real creepy. But then we get a dream. Beth's in the snowy woods, and then we see Meg cocooned in a tree, and then the tree shits on her, and then she wakes up. Jack is kind of selfish with his reasoning for not wanting uh, Beth to sleep with Meg. He's like, I want some us time, which is aka for can we bone? But he apologizes for being an asshole. 
I mean, I'm on his side, but I also would have got my kid an x-ray if her tummy hurts constantly. Just saying. Ash is a therapist. Now we're at his office. It's He's a school therapist. I, I could have sworn schools had counselors, not fucking... Ah, my mom was a therapist at a school, high school, so I guess that works. But Meg doesn't want to go to school. Every time she goes to school, her tummy hurts. It feels like she's really, really hungry. And it only happens when she misses her mommy. Ash thinks Meg has severe anxiety, whether it be belated or just normal anxiety. But Beth blames herself too much for this. And, and Ash tries to talk her, talk her down. Because it's one of those things where you feel like you're getting beat down because everybody brings up the problem is you. Like you did a bad thing and the repercussions of it are like a wave and they're not really blaming her they're just explaining but it feels like they're being blamed i get it that's why she needs a therapist so she can work through all that stuff anyway he recommends a psychiatrist and to be put on meds and beth doesn't doesn't like the meds part so that's why i'm thinking she was doing prescriptions but meg's being defiant and won't go to class so beth just kind of has to abandon her in the hallway and then meg is doing something in her backpack and this older kid starts giving her shit and she pushes the older kid and she's like don't touch my shit and when she says that a bug feeler comes out of her mouth how do i know it's a bug feeler because i know what kind of bug it is <laughs> to anybody else it would look like a leg to be honest it's a modified leg so we're both right now we're at home there's an argument at the dinner table because meg just wants sweets and they're trying to find a compromise because Jack is like, you give in too much. And Beth is like, but I still need to show that I love my kid. And, you know, they're both right. The compromise would work if Meg wasn't being a defiant little shit the whole movie. She has a fucking reason, though. But she says she hates her dad because her dad won't let her have sweets and whatever she wants. And she wants to try to take mommy away from her. And blah, 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 blah. Jack's in the woodshop. And uh, Meg is pleading with the bear because she doesn't want to do something. That's right. She still talks to him. And she goes out to the woodshop and she's like, sorry, daddy. And dad's like, what's going on here? And then the belly of the bear opens up and we get a terrible, like, gack shot to his face and he's infected it's morning time meg looks like shit and she continuously looks worse and worse and worse and so does everybody else that gets infected to be fair but she needs that sugar beth goes out to the wood shop and she sees the tree shit on the floor that they forgot to clean up now we're at an ash session with meg and meg gets a little physical she's stronger than he is and holds his arm down and claws into it with her fingernails and that's not cool but later on that night jack since jack is infected now that face turn flippy switchy happens now now everything he says sounds disingenuous as fuck at least i'm gonna read it that way but it's sexy time and he won't close the door like all beth wanted was the door to be shut and she would have been down for this we're gonna say back rub because that's how it starts but we all know that's always how it starts and then there's some dirty talk going on and the bear fucking loves it it moves and looks at him it's it's fucking creepy it's all going to plan for the bug in the bear did i say there was some dirty talk because it's really awkward i mean they're clothed so you don't see anything which grateful because this scene's gross because she's being raped by a bug person and she doesn't even know it yet it's morning time beth's not happy about last night at all you can tell on her face that she is totally disgusted but then she goes into meg's room and sees a bunch of hollowed out stuffed animals wonder what those are for <laughs> she's going down the stairs and the bear trips her down the stairs she steps on it, it makes a bug sound, and it probably bites her. That makes her fall and crack her head on something, because she's bleeding. 
As she's coming to in the bed, Meg and Jack are talking, and Meg's like, she isn't ready for the eggs. And Jack's like, I need her to be ready, though, for some reason. It's never explained. Don't you worry about that. Jack is really impatient the whole time, and it doesn't make sense, because why would one of the bugs inside of somebody be more impatient than the other bugs? It's like, not how bugs work. And it's just annoying. It's like she has to agree to it before she's ready, that she hasn't agreed yet. Which also doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Jack probably lies about taking her to the hospital, because she hands her some pills. She definitely doesn't want to take him. No part of her wants to, but he forces it. We get a new dream, and that new dream is Jack and Dee flirting while Meg chokes to death. Fucking great dream. But now Jack is keeping her hostage on the bed, basically, bringing up dem insecurities to keep her down. And then we see that Dee's infected. Jack, Dee, and Meg are a happy family now, kind of. Meg is the least happy. She's still conflicted, which is weird that she could even be conflicted. But then Jack has to go talk to Ash about that altercation and then just infects him. Problem solved. We're in Meg's room now, and there's a bunch of infectious characters it's her room's an infectious care package factory like there's like so many stuffed animals that they're trying to hollow out then meg argues with the bear because she really doesn't want to infect her mom but the bear is like you're gonna have to then we get a scene showing the house and that bug people don't like it clean they just don't clean up anything I don't get it. Fucking not all bugs are gross like that. So they're keeping Beg drugged up by putting drugs in her her drinks and then telling her she needs to take the pills so she's getting double doses. D also is not so nice and she pretty much tells Beth to do what she needs to do for her daughter no matter how creepy it is. And you should look at her drawings. That'll be fun. But now Beth is super suspicious. But while she's snooping around, she gets... uh. Meg comes back with the book of drawings, and it's a drawing of a bunch of bugs. She doesn't like it. It freaks her out. She wants to stop taking the pills. That's always fun when the druggie is the one that is like, no, I'm good, you guys. You need to stop. Also, Meg, she also wants Meg to go back to school. Jack just deflects and doesn't listen and makes up excuses the whole time. Meg decides that the bear's sleeping with Beth tonight, but Meg is worried about the mom being infected. Like, it's why jack's like let it happen bro finally an hour and 16 minutes into this fucking movie we get to see the fucking vinegaroon there was two reasons why i was going to watch this movie one of them was d wallace the other one was this fucking bug because it's in the preview okay now i get to describe what a vinegaroon is i'm not very good at describing things so let's do this all right so vinegaroon is like there's a word for it scientific word but i don't remember what it is but they're almost an arachnid meaning they have eight legs and a pedipulp or and pedipulps which pedipulps are the little tiny legs on a spider right next to the fangs or the pinchers on a scorpion those are pedipulps that have been modified the vinegaroon has big short beefy claws and they're fucking terrifying they're one of the bugs that are basically harmless i mean it could pinch you and maybe chew on you but they don't have any venom or anything and you can hold them and shit it's fine they don't they're not super aggressive or anything or defensive their main mode of defense is they have a whip-like tail and their body makes acetic acid aka vinegar and they whip it in your eyes so they got a vinegar whip on their tail and if you're keeping one as a pet the cage can start to feel like vinegar because it just produces vinegar and if you don't clean out the cage you can kill your vinegaroon with its own stink because the acid levels and smell just gets too high and they die anyway so it's basically an arachnid with no venom but they're big like they get some get as big as my hand or your hand if you have a giant hand some can get that big too they're big and scary but they're harmless and fun i've never had one because they scare me 
But if I ever do get another weird invertebrate in my house, it'll probably be a vinegaroon. That or a solifugid camel spider. Not the big ones. The little ones are prettier. Okay, done with the bug lesson. Beth wakes up before being infected. This is that whole scene in the preview when I talked about this movie where it shows a real vinegaroon doing stuff. And it's just a vinegaroon walking around on the bed. I mean, it's great because it's... It's a real vinegaroon. But she freaks out and is freaking out. I would too. If I woke up to a vinegaroon, even if it wasn't a movie vinegaroon and I don't own a vinegaroon, shit, even if I owned one and I woke up to one right next to my face, yeah, me too. But Jack comes in and is like, calm down, you junky bitch, and slaps her in the face. The vinegaroon gets away though. (laughs) Beth is not happy about getting slapped for no reason. That's for sure. So she comes out of the bedroom sometime later and sees Jack and Dee open mouth bug talking to each other. You can see the bug coming out of their mouth while they chirp at each other. Beth wants Dee to leave. Dee rips into Beth hard about all of her insecurities and bringing up some shit she shouldn't about not satisfying her man. But Beth holds holds her own there and kicks her out of the house. She also kicks Jack out of the house because he's a piece of shit right now. Jack, Dee, and Ash are bug yelling at the house while they're outside. Meg tries to get Daddy to come into the house by guilting Beth. Beth is thinking about going to her own therapist now, but then Meg blackmails her into keeping it all hush-hush. But then we see Meg walking around that night with all the care packages strapped to her body, and Beth follows her down into the basement, and it's like this giant nest with a throne and everything. And then Jack sneaks up behind her and hits her with a shovel. Fucking knocked out again. Beth is tied to the bed now, and more and more and more drugs. I think they're giving her morphine now. And Beth confesses all of her pent-up stuff and apologizes to Meg. And then Meg is like, you know what would make me happy? If you'd be like me. And Beth's like, okay, I can do that. Uh, She just agreed to be infected and she didn't realize it. Powerful, powerful drugs can get you to do lots of things you don't like. So they put her in the shower and uh, they let the bug jump on her face. And she gets infected. And then we have all the infected people from this house sewing up eggs inside these stuffed animal care packages. For a yard sale. Then we go back down to the basement and see the new queen. Now Beth is all fucking pussy and bubbly and gross. And uh, yeah, she's puking up eggs into stuffed animals while being fed sugar. And then this little kid sees some of the stuffed animals and the cycle repeats. And her being fed sugar lasts so long that I had to get up, go to the bathroom, check on some another project that I have going on. And when I got back to sit down... The credits finally rolled. If you like some creepy, some ominous, and a lot of monotonous boring, you'll like this movie. They could have made it good just by cutting it down. The premise was fine. Fine Fine-tune how the bug controls you, and you'd have had a show more of the bug, too. Have more creepy scenes where the vinegaroon is... Uh, attacking people and infecting them you since it's a vinegaroon you could you could get it to do a tail whip and have that be what infects them do something you have a fucking vinegaroon on site it has a projectile weapon fucking use it anyway we're gonna listen listen we're gonna watch graveyard shift for next week i got it for christmas and i'm low-key obsessed with it don't you worry about it i'm even gonna re-listen to the short story that it's based on that literally has maybe three things in common with the actual movie but that's fine, because that short story wouldn't have made a good movie anyway. Kind of just blahs at the end. Like, in a good way. It's just, I don't know how you would have been able to put it to film back when this movie was made. Now you can use CGI and some, some fun puppetry to make the end of that movie happen. But 
I just watched it the other day again. It's on Blu-ray. And uh, I don't know why I like it so much. So we're going to talk about it next week. I'll bring in some of the uh, source material-ness into this. And next week we'll have a good time. Not that I had a bad time talking about this movie. I had a bad time watching this movie. Talking about it helped. Didn't get as detailed as I want because I just wanted to get through it. So I don't like doing movies I don't like. I'd much rather do movies I do like. But speaking of that, after we do Graveyard Shift, I might go back to Itsy Bitsy just because I keep bringing it up. And there's a real funny scene in that movie that I would love to let you guys know about. But we won't get to that until at least two weeks. Hope you guys had a, a good and safe new year. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.